Hi, welcome to Dear Nikki. My name is Nikki, and if you've been here before, welcome back. (laughs) And if you're new to the show, this show is all about sex and the fantasies that people have. Reading from my emails directly and anonymously sent to me, together we will explore the experiences of everyday people just like yourself. You never know who I could be reading from. I could be reading from that man that was pumping gas right next to you, who had a very delicious weekend filling his naughty fantasies. I could be reading from that coworker who looks very sweet and innocent, but likes to go to gangbang shows on the weekends. I could be reading from that couple you sat across from at dinner, who is on their way to the latest key party in the next town over. You just never, ever know. And if you have any erotic fantasies, questions, or anything else, feel free to send them to Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, at DearNikki.com, or anonymously through the website at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. Just remember, by submitting a story and or question, you certify the following are true. You are the sole creator of the submission. You are 18 years of age or older and legally able to write, submit erotic or pornographic material. Stories including bestiality, incest, incest fantasies, underage role-playing, rape sex, rape fantasies, or other non-consensual content or racial slurs will not be aired. And you're releasing all rights to your creation. You can also reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram, and now on Smuttyfy at dnikki, N-I-K-K-Y, one, six, two. Support for Dear Nikki is brought to you by Manscaped who is the best below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, if you like them smooth, go for it. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you that nice, smooth, close shave. Or, if you're a lady like me, just enough stubble to make you wet. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof, so you can even trim him in the shower. Hmm, I really like that thought. So if you're still using your old trimmer, that sounds like you're trimming the verge outside, it's definitely time to upgrade to something quieter, sleek, sexy, and your play partner, lover, or any other dynamic that you're calling it, will enjoy their time down there and maybe stay for a lot longer than you think. Get 20% off and free shipping worldwide with code DEARNIKKY, N-I-K-K-Y, of course, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off. Free shipping, manscaped.com. Use the code Dear Nikki, all one word, N I K K Y, of course, and tell them Nikki sent you. Crazy winter night tickets are still on sale until the 12th. I have an extra VIP ticket where you can have dinner and drinks with me. The first person that sends me a confession or a really bad dad joke gets the VIP ticket, dinner with me, and drinks. Send all submissions to Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, at DearNikki.com. If you win, I'll contact you on the 13th so we can set up a time to meet. You know what time it is. It's time to sit back, relax, let's have some whiskey, with some filthy cherries, of course, and explore erotic fantasies from people just like you and me. Dear Nikki, My story is all of because of you. My wife and I travel to visit friends that are some distance from us. It's a three-hour trip, and as we travel, we usually listening to your show. The stories are always erotic, 
but my wife has said that it's your voice that just puts her in a frenzy. This particular trip was like no other. We hit the interstate, and as usual, she finds your show. She was already excited because it had been a while since we'd seen our friends, but the stories from this particular episode were hotter than usual, it seemed. Even I was traveling a little harder than usual. We usually travel so far and hit the usual rest stop for a little bathroom break. I was back to the car and had to wait a little longer than usual for her to come out. When she finally did, she had a little shit-eating grin on her face. I asked what took so long, and she told me she had to rub herself. Nikki's voice had her so wet and excited. She opened her pants to show me she was no longer wearing any panties. I asked what gives, and she said that they were so wet she had to take them off and leave them. Just Nikki's voice gave her multiple orgasms. Needless to say, we did have to make another rest stop before we reached our destination. It was a short weekend. Then again, it always is when we're together with our friends. As we headed home, yes, we put Nikki back on. It just always makes the trip go faster. Again, the show was extremely erotic. We traveled down the interstate for a while when she asked if we could stop for a bathroom break and get something to drink. I didn't think much of it because I figured she got all her built-up energy taken care of over the weekend. So I hit a truck stop off the interstate. We went in and it was pretty brizzy, but I grabbed something to drink for us both while she went to the bathroom. There was quite a line at the register, but when I paid was the perfect timing for her to come out of the bathroom. We got back into the car and she looked at me and said, I just masturbated in the bathroom. It was very busy, so I had to keep from making too much noise. Now, I was hard instantly. She pulled her pants down to reveal again that panties were left behind. She continued rubbing herself while listening to the podcast, getting wetter and wetter by the mile. She reached back to grab the blanket from the back seat and placed it under her ass. She went back to masturbating and listening to Nikki's voice, ultimately to a squirting orgasm. She looked over me and said, I'm so glad that blanket was in there. She turned back and continued to rub and finger herself as we headed down the interstate. I paid little appreciation to our trucker friends out there by going by them slowly, giving them a great view of what my wife was doing to herself. I would speed up, and the next truck, the same thing. Slow down. Let them enjoy the view. For about 75 miles, it was speed up and slow down. All along, the wife was rubbing and squirting to Nikki. Finally, she had enough. One last extreme orgasm, and she couldn't go anymore. She looked at me and just says with a smile, This blanket is soaked. All I could do is smile in approval. We continued listening to the podcast all the way home, and when we got there, it was my turn. I buried my face between her legs to taste the mess she had made. When I finally got inside of her, I definitely didn't last long before I got to come. I had miles of foreplay watching her that made me so worked up. To this day, it's one of our best trips and have not been able to come close to topping it. When asked what had got her all worked up, She just says, there's something about Nikki's voice that just gets to me.
I'm not sure exactly why, but her voice just makes me wet. Sincerely, your friends from Crazy Summer Nights. Well, hello, you two, and Mr. Silver Fox. How we all doing? Well, hello, Silver Fox and lovely lady. I heard you guys are going to be at Crazy Winter Nights. I cannot wait to see you and all of our friends there, especially the ones you were sitting with. Very sexy people there, that's for sure. When Darcy sent me this uh, store, this show, he said, there's one in there that will make you completely smile. And this is it. And that's what he said. Such a nice couple. He called you guys. And you guys actually really, really are. He really made both of our days. Ladies and gentlemen, have we ever masturbated like this? Have you ever watched your lover, partner, member, whatever dynamic we're in, masturbate? And if you were the driver, did you slow down like my silver fox and show what the goods that your lover has? Did you let them indulge? and how sexy your partner is. I've never had it done. The only thing close that I can ever think of it having done, there was a caller for years had a seatbelt fetish. Well, he also had a shoe fetish. And what he liked to know is that you would drive with one foot or at least park with one foot on the dashboard. And that you had the premises of the dress or skirt that you were wearing, it would flow up and he would ask you not wear panties. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I did indulge, but I did not drive. There's no way I, I have short legs. If you meet me, my legs are non-existent. So there was no way I could, that's just not going to happen. So (laughs) what I did do in my Jeep is it was summer. So I had all my tops off and I went to the park and I had my skirt up around my knees kind of scooched down just a bit. And not as sexy as our lady here, but I did let the wind caress my pussy. Yeah, that was very sexy for me. And I it took me back to driving home late in my 20s when I worked um, at other places. And I always worked the night shift because, you know, I had classes during the day. So before I left work, I always used the restroom. But like her in the story, I removed my panties. So on the way home, because I always had about 35 to 40 minute drive, depending on how fast I wanted to drive home. But there's something about the the cool, warm air of the of the summer. And you roll down your windows, even if you have air conditioning, and you let the wind kiss your skin. And you let it if you have your dress or skirt hiked up just enough, or you can feel your skirt flutter against your body or your legs. To me, that's, it always made me feel exotic and very erotic and very sensual. And I just, I don't know, I always went home afterward and had a glass of wine and some chocolate. It just, that's, so when I think of this, and when I read the story, and as she was talking about this, and how wet I made her, it took me back to riding in my car in my 20s, and having the skirt. Now, I, I'm not saying I passed truckers, I was never, I, no, yeah, maybe I did flash a little bit, but not the whole, like she did. I was, it was just enough to leave enough to the imagination. So ladies and gentlemen, if you were in the car again with your other, how much would you want them to show? Would you want them to show everything or just the tease to titillate where they can see the hand going beneath the hem or down the pants to stroke? That's a thought. I'd really like to know. Dear Nikki, 
We're a married couple in our mid-50s. We have been together since our late teens. As with any couple, we've had different fantasies that we share with each other during sex or long drives. With one fantasy we always seem to focus on is my wife, Linda, being with another man. You can call it hot wifing. Linda is Hispanic, 5'7", 160 pounds, D-cup dits with hips and an ass that screams sexy. From our early 30s to our late 40s, we would go clubbing from time to time. Most often, she would dress very risque, wearing dresses or skirts that would barely cover her ass with her tits popping out. I always loved watching her dance or flirt with other men. Sometimes she would let the guys feel her up, which always got me rock hard. Afterwards, we would go home and fuck like crazy. Our sex life was always great, but as with age comes less sex. I found myself fantasizing even more of her fucking other men. Not just another man, but a young, well-hung guy. We talked a lot about our hot life fantasy. And one day she said, let's do it. The question though was how. She didn't want to go clubbing and pick up a one night stand or do it with someone we knew. So in January of 2019, we set up a profile on a swinging site with pics what we were into and wanted. I would screen the guy's responses, and if Linda was interested, we would speak with them on the phone. As you would figure, this type of profile, there was a multitude of responses. We met a few men at bars in our area of the city, but Linda wasn't interested in them for one reason or another. But I still kept up hope that our sex life was back up to three to four times a week. We had a four-day trip planned on March 21st through the 25th of 2019, dates that will live in infamy. I listed our profile for a trip area and began communicating with Joseph. We spoke on the phone and set up a date to meet at our hotel bar lounge in the city. I asked Joseph to provide a recent test results for STDs, HIV, and herpes, to which he agreed. Linda didn't know about this meet, so during our drive down there, I told her what I had planned. She didn't believe me. She said, yeah, right. When we arrived at our hotel, I told her to dress revealing. And she said, what for? I said, we were meeting someone. I'd hoped she could tell by my face that I wasn't kidding. She wore a tight, short dress and displayed plenty of D-cup cleavage. As we entered the elevator, Linda said, I still don't believe you, but I'll play along. We found a table in a semi-crowded lounge, sat at the table, and had a glass of wine. Right on time, which was 7 p.m., in walks Joseph, who looked to be 22 years old. I waved him over. He shakes my hand and walks over to Linda and gives her a hug and a peck on the cheek. Joseph is a white guy, good-looking, well-dressed, about 5'8", 165 pounds, and actually 25 years old. Now, Linda likes her men more muscular, with a little more weight on their body, and for them to be in their 30s. After a couple of minutes, Linda got up and went to the restroom, probably to let Joseph get a good look of her sexy body, which he did as she walked away. While she was gone, we talked about what was okay and what wasn't. He showed me his test results, which were just five days old, which made me feel good. After Linda had returned, we talked for about 30 minutes, and when the subject shifted to sex, I went to the bar to get us some drinks and give them some time alone. I stayed away for about 15 minutes 
And when I returned, there they were sitting closer and leaning into each other talking. When I sat down with the drinks, they barely even noticed me. They continued talking for a couple minutes. Then Linda turned to me and said, I'm going to go to the room with them. I was shocked, but excited. I said, okay, let's go and stood up. Linda looked at me and said, I want you to wait down here. Give me about a half an hour before you come up. With that, she kissed me and left with Joseph holding his hand. I literally got a raging hard on watching my wife shake her ass as she was walking with Joseph. All kinds of thoughts were going through my head. The first 20 minutes flew by. Then it started to drag. My mind would go from her fucking Joseph to Joseph fucking her to some of the scary thoughts of him possibly hurting her. I had to put those bad, scary thoughts out of my head and stick to the erotic sex scenes. Right at 31 minutes, I got up and was starting to leave. A woman from the table next door said, Going to check on your wife? I was a little surprised at what she said. She was a sexy woman. She looked to be in her mid-forties. She was sitting with a man in his sixties, and they were both smiling at me. I was embarrassed because it was obvious that they knew what we were doing. She said, honey, don't be embarrassed. We've done that a few times ourselves. Go. You better get up there and to enjoy. I smiled and left. I felt my body shaking as I walked to the elevator. I got off on the 12th floor and walked to our room. I stood outside the room for a few seconds and I could hear a loud moaning. Ah, ah, ah. It sounded like they were watching a porno. I was still shaking from excitement as I opened the door. I walked in and it was obvious that it wasn't a porno. It was Linda getting fucking of her life and making it all that sexual noise. We were in a suite, so I walked through the sitting living room and into the bedroom. The shades were slightly open, some ambient light, and the lamp was set on dim. I watched in ecstasy as Joseph continued to fuck my wife. She was saying stuff like, Oh fuck, oh fuck, your cock is incredible. Keep fucking me, and I'm coming, I'm coming. I could hear the squishing of her pussy juices as Joseph fucked her. He flipped her over and fucked her doggy style, which made her scream. I remember distinctly Linda saying, Your cock is too big. I can't take it that way. Joseph continued to fuck her until her orgasms turned into, I'm coming again. I'm coming again. He flipped her back over to missionary and proceeded to fuck her deep and slow. This drove her wild. They fucked for about 30 minutes with me watching them. Then finally, Joseph said he was coming. And my wife hoarsely said, me too. Fuck me. Fuck me. Come in me. And he did. After several minutes, they both said hi to me and giggled. I was naked and I was so fucking hard at this point, I couldn't touch my cock for fear of coming. They asked me to get them some water. So I did. Then I went back into the living room to give them a few minutes. After several minutes, I could hear slurping. I went back in and saw Linda trying to give Joseph a blowjob. Joseph initially told me he was eight and a half inches thick. I swear he was more like nine and a half and very thick. Linda got him rock hard again and said, I want to fuck you. She mounted him and started fucking him like a woman possessed. She fucked him hard 
and fast, then slow with a sensual rhythm. She was saying things like, I love your cock. I need this cock. I can fuck you forever. Fuck me, Joseph. Please fuck me. Don't stop. Finally, I heard Joseph say, I'm going to come. Linda screamed, come deep in me. They both grunted and moaned as they orgasmed. This second session actually went for almost 90 minutes, in which Linda came multiple times. As Joseph got up, he said he was going to pee, clean up, if that was all right. I said, of course. I looked at his cock, and even soft, it hung down halfway to his knee. Believe me, I'm not gay, but God, that was a huge cock. I was already naked and hard, and was ready to bust. Linda was just laying there in bliss. She looked beautiful, sexy, well-used, and irresistible. I just had to fuck her. I got on top of her, put my cock in her used pussy, which just slid in with no resistance. Her pussy was very hot, wet, and used. I started to fuck her, and after about five pumps, I blew my wad. I came forever. I probably fucked her for about 15 seconds. My orgasm was no longer than my time fucking her. She chuckled after I came and said, well, you got what you wanted. How do you feel about it? I said, I loved it. And you got what you wanted as well. So how do you feel? She said, I sure did. And I want more of this. I want more of his cock. I love young men. She said, I'm going to fuck him again. I want to fuck him every night we're here. Are you all right with that? I said, I sure am. You deserve this. Do whatever you want. She kissed me and got out of the bed with her pussy dripping, walked Joseph to the door and kissed him for several minutes. They hugged. She came back over to me, hugged me, kissed me like we used to. She said, let's go somewhere to eat. I'm starved. We got ready ordered a lift where she flashed the driver. Of course, he drove a little slower as my wife tits were nearly all the way out. During dinner, we talked about the experience and that she asked Joseph to come over tomorrow at 7 p.m. He said he would be looking forward to it. I might write part two and tell you what happened the next three nights. Manny. Hello, Manny and Linda. Very sexy couple. And Manny letting her, no, I shouldn't even say letting, exploring that side of her, embracing that side of her, and her doing the same for you, giving that fantasy, living out that fantasy. And I'm sure there's been some bumps in the road. Any Anything can give you a bump in the road. Hell, just buying your favorite sandwich down at whatever place will give you a bump in the road getting there, possibly. But to have a partner that supports you, that embraces it, or even just you finding the courage if it's something you want to do solo, is amazing. Very amazing. I mean, we all have goals in life, work, money, whatever else, maybe weight loss, or, you know, anything I want to try. But when it comes to sexual goals, I know it's not a subject we announce at work, hey, I met my goal of 50 orgasms this weekend, not gonna announce that on Monday, although it may make somebody's Monday interesting, or, oh, wow, I've got to beat that. But that's, you know, it's not something. But why aren't we not setting sexual goals? I want to be sexually explorative. And again, it can be as simple as just wear, you know, say you wear blue boxers on Wednesday and do it missionary style. Say this year, we, as I said, last show, change it to yellow. 
and we fuck on Thursdays doggy style. I mean, it can be as simple as that, or it can be as explorative as my gray-haired fox, silver-haired, I should say, and his lovely wife, I admit, or even Manny and Linda. What do you want to do to explore, to expand yourself and to grow sexually? Interesting thought, I think. Dear Nikki, I'm in the basement playing video games. I receive a text from you that says, we need more wine. Stopping my game, I grab a bottle from our wine rack and head out in my car. Early in the day, you had went to your bestie's house for wine and good conversation. It was a warm summer afternoon when I arrived at Sherry's. I walked to the backyard with a bottle of red wine in hand. I told you he'd come with more, you say to Sherry. Laughing, she says, wow, I had no idea how well trained he is. She then says, hi, John, as I begin to pour both your wine. I place the bottle between both of you. You look at me and say, Sherry needs a few things done, Jonathan. While you're here, be a good boy. You smile and say, Jonathan was the name you used when you required absolute obedience. John was normal everyday speak. But when Jonathan was used, obedience was a must. Standing there, I feel exposed. I've always known that my wife, Tanya, has told Sherry all the details. She knows about my chastity. She knows about my submission. She knows about my orgasm denial. She knows that Tanya gets nightly foot massages. She knows everything. It is exciting, yet very nerve-wracking. Like my wife, Sherry's in her late 40s, beautiful face and curvy. Also, like my wife, she likes to cross her legs and tease. But, unlike my wife, Sherry has a strong, commanding voice, which always grabs my attention. Looking at me directly, Sherry says, Yes, would you cut the grass for me? And when you're done, place the garbage out. She says to me as my wife looks on and smiles. I grab her lawnmower from the shed and begin to cut the grass. Periodically, I look over to see my wife and Sherry smiling and laughing. Halfway through cutting the grass, you get up and come over to me. I stop the lawnmower and look at you. You missed a spot as you point to a strip of grass. If I'm going to allow you to cut the lawn and make her life easier, then you better do it 100% right. Understand? I understand. I'll do it right, I respond. I finish cutting the grass when Sherry beckons me over, holding out her empty wine glass. Pour us some more, she commands. As she holds her glass out, I pour you and her more wine, then head to take the garbage out. I return with both of you after the garbage is placed at the curb. Is there anything else, ladies? I ask. You look at me and smile. No, but have a seat beside us. We have something to talk about. I sit down and look at you both. We have been talking these last few weeks, you begin, and I think it would be nice for you to help Sherry out, too, as you look at her. Sherry continues, Yes, I would love the extra help, and we both think it would be better for you to help me instead of playing video games and sports. Well, he can take us to the pier for dinner, too, you respond as you both laugh. Yep, I'd like that, too, Sherry said, smiling. You look at me and continue. So we'll try this out. So if I tell you or Sherry tells you to do something, you should prioritize and do it. If she texts you or I text you or whatever it is, you will do it. 
no talking back, and you will cheerfully obey Sherry, do what she says, not give her or me any slack, or this will stop immediately. You will be obedient and help us see fit. Understand? Yes, I understand. Thank you, I say sheeplessly and respond. Good boy, you say, smiling at me. Do you need anything else? As you look at Sherry. Nope, not today. But if John could mow my lawn every week, that would be fantastic. And I'm sure there will be other stuff too, Sherry says to me. Yes, I'll do it every week. Thank you so much, I say. All right, Sherry and I want you to enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Top up our wine and then be a good boy and head home to make me dinner. What time will you be home? I ask you. I'll be home when I decide to be home, and you'll have dinner ready, but probably around six-ish, you say in a cheeky voice. Sherry laughs and you smile at me. I say goodbye to both of you and head home to make you dinner. Feeling great that I get to take care of you and be a good boy, and now feeling safe that I can be me in front of you both. Jonathan. Well, hello, Jonathan. First of all, I'm almost out of wine. <laughs> Could you get me a bottle? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's awful. Hello there. And you just summed it up absolutely in your very last sentence there. I, I read it. Of course, you know, you tend to read a little ahead in your, with your eyes. And it, hearing the quote, reading it, and now feeling safe that I can be me in front of both of you. That to me sums it up when you can finally find that person or be with that person and give them a hundred percent of you. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's always some secret sexual or something secret that we hold dear just to keep a little self-identity, but something like this, no, this is amazing that you have this safe space for, and I don't mean it in a derogatory way or in a political way. I mean it for you and your dynamic, for your lover, for you, that you have that safe space to land, that safe place, that loving place that lets you explore. And you find a way, both of you, for you to explore that side of you, to embrace that side of you. And you're letting her embrace it too. Kudos to both of you and everybody else that lands this. I know this probably isn't like a lot of people's cup of tea, but I love the message in it. I love, love, love what you said here. And I could not have said it better that you now feel safe that you can be you in front of both of them. Even if this is how take the story however you want to take it. It's still him admitting that he has found and he can be himself. And wouldn't that be amazing if you could find a way, even if it's just that little step, that tiny step of adding it to your play of even admitting to it sometimes, you know, but remember Sometimes revealing what we want, need, and desire can be a little big for the person that we want to admit it to. And it's okay to be scared. But remember to give that person two times to three times the length of time that it took you to blurt it out if you're like me. (laughs) And if you're the person that is listening to it, don't interrupt. Listen, then ask questions. And then if you need time, just say it. Say, I appreciate you for being honest. I and fill in the blank how you would positively respond to it. But give them that positive reinforcement that you'll you'll think, or you need time. And then when you're ready, say, show me, show me what you mean. Show me what you need. And I guarantee you, 
you've given them the best gift in the world. I think this is a perfect place to stop for today. I want to thank you again for joining me. Remember, if you have any erotic confessions, fantasies, or anything else, don't forget to send them to Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, at DearNikki.com, or anonymously through the website at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Smutify now, at D-Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, 162. I want to thank my sponsor, Manscaped. Don't forget, 20% off at manscaped.com, free shipping worldwide, using the code DearNikki, N-I-K-K-Y, of course. And in closing, hello there. You know who you are. Are you driving down that interstate to crazy winter nights? Or even on the way somewhere else, robbing that pretty little pussy of yours, teasing truckers as you go? Or maybe something a little naughtier? I'd really like to know. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful week.